0: I wanna preach now, you ready? I wanna talk to you about you or unity. Is it about you or is it about unity? You gotta answer that today. Is it about you or is it about unity? I wanna talk to you about that today pray with me. We're going to dive into the word. I warn guests, sometimes I get real excited. I do. And I start preaching and sometimes screaming, sometimes spitting. I'm not mad at you. I love you. I don't know exactly why I do that, but I do. And so let's pray. Can we do that? Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you would meet with us. I pray for your great anointing right now upon your word that you would speak to us. God, the world hits us from the outside in, but your Holy Spirit, as it were, hits us from the inside out. And I pray for renewing of mind and transformation today uh, that we would be more like you. We love you. Thank you for a wonderful church, God. You are doing so many things amongst us, and we are glad. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Psalms 133, gonna hear from David. If you got your Bibles, turn there with me. Psalms 133 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in. Come on, church, letting I know that. You gotta be awake by now to dwell together in unity. Thank you. It's good. It's pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down the, upon the beard, running down upon the beard of Aaron, run down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. It takes unity to reach a community. That's good right there. That's good. It's better than that. It takes unity to reach a community. I'm gonna talk about different things today I think it's one of my jobs, ratings job, leadership job, to make sure that we're moving together in unity. I want to bring to attention some of the things that possibly could create disunity today. That my goal is to plant, I know you won't remember probably three quarters of what I say, but I hope to put a seed in your heart towards walking out in unity. I hope that there would be a seed in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind when it comes to unity today that I think is going to bless the church, bless your life, bless your family, bless your business, every area of your life. There is power in unity. Psalms 133, it says basically this, Holy Spirit moves in unity. God moves His best in unity. God does not move in disunity. He loves unity. The Holy Spirit anoints where there's unity. The Holy Spirit, God commands a blessing, commands a blessing, guess where? Where there's unity. And life forevermore where there is unity. God does his best work When you and I are walking in unity, as a church, as a city group, as a body, if you own a business, you want it to operate in unity, come on, there is blessing when it comes to unity. I want to talk about just a couple of areas that I think that we should all uh, think about and be walking towards in unity. Number one, unity of heart. Your heart needs to be unified. You don't want a divided heart. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Look, unite my heart to fear your name. You don't want a split or divided or you, you want a united heart, a whole heart, worshiping God with your whole, loving God with all of your heart, a whole heart. We well, you say that with me, a whole heart? You don't want a divided heart, unity of mind. James 1.8, he is a double-minded man. Unstable in all of his ways. If you are double-minded in your, in your relationship with God or in, in the church or in, in life in general, in your thinking, uh, you're not stable. Unstable in all of his ways. There is a beautiful scripture in Colossians that God wants me and you to be unified in our own families. There's order, there's beautiful unity when it comes to family, Colossians 3, 18 through 21. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things. Come on, if you're under uh, 18 right now, just say, in all things. Oh, Oh, go with me, children, come on, young people. Say with me, in all things. At least they become discouraged. Uh, no, I'm sorry. For this is the will of the pleasing of the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children. I, I just think that means just don't be a jerk. Right? We don't want to be a jerk toward our children or our wives or wives toward children or wives toward husbands. Amen. Uh, do not provoke your children Let's they become discouraged. As youth pastors of people that's been around a lot, I think that we have seen this on huh, Dean. You, you want to guard against that. It doesn't bring unity. We want to have unity in the church, number four. Unity at heart of the city church. Romans 12, 5. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. M.O. Phillips writes this. Two men are standing on a bridge. One is about to jump. He's about to jump off and... The other's trying to talk to him, talk him out of it. The man asks the jumper, are you a Christian or Hindu or Jew or what are you? Jumper replies, Christian. Man says, small world, me too. You're Protestant, Catholic, Orthodox. The jumper says, Protestant. Man replies, me too. What denomination? Jumper says, Baptist. Man replies, me too. Southern Baptist or Northern Baptist? Jumper replies, Northern Baptist. Me too. Northern cons- Conservative Baptist or Northern Liberal Baptist? <laughs> Jumper answers, Northern Conservative Baptist. Man replies, Me too. Northern Conservative Baptist, Great Lakes region? <laughs> or Northern Conservative Baptist, Eastern re- region? Jumper answers, Northern Conservative Baptist, Great Lakes region. Me too. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Regions Council of 1879? Or Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1912? The jumper answers, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Regent Council 1912. The man pushes the jumper off the bridge and screams, Die, heretic! Example of not really unity, right there, you know. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. Some of you are going to smile when I say this because it personifies unity, I think. One of my favorite movies, Rudy. See, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. People just breathe, like, yeah. The guy is the hardest worker. He's about 100 nothing and about 5 foot nothing. Has a heart, has a whole heart. Works harder than anyone. I mean, this guy is a hard worker. He don't really have all this athletic athletic ability, you know, but he's a hard worker. And he's all about unity. I was thinking about that. It wasn't about Rudy's name being in the lights. It wasn't about Rudy having a Facebook page or a team called Rudy, or a Twitter, or a a Rudy ministry, or a Rudy fan club. It was all about unity when it came to Rudy. Why? Because he loved the team. He loved the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Amen? Amen. I love the church. I love our team. I love our staff, our elders, our ELT. I love you. I love Heart of the City Church. We are a team. And I'm all about team. Amen. How about you? It's powerful when we can operate together in unity. Because there's something else that's powerful, and it's called disunity. God works through unity. The devil works through disunity. Let me give you an example of disunity right now. In my opinion. Don't send me no email. I don't care about your opinion. Okay, In my opinion. okay, I don't want to hear it. I'm just giving you my opinion today. My opinion that is our nation is in disunity. I think I'm, I'm going to vote Tuesday. This is for free. I'm going to vote Tuesday. And you know what I'm going to vote? I'm going to vote Bible values. I'm going to vote. Bible views, not world, not even constitutional, not even what all my family may vote. I'm going to vote Bible. I'm going to do my best to vote Bible and strategically. Why? Because I think that's what God, we live in a democracy and I think for it to work, we need to vote. Amen. Good preaching, J.O. You, you should consider, I, I encourage you as your pastor to do the same thing. Don't never whine about our president if you don't get up and go vote. Amen? And I think it's important because I pray that our next president can do something powerful, and it's this, bring unity back into the United States of America. It would not just be a name, a cool name. It's a great name, greatest nation on the face of the earth. But we would actually be unified again. Amen? Are you with me? Tell your neighbor, that's free. It's, it's important. There's other points. There's other, I could mention words like, uh, other words that would pop up that would, you, you could absolutely reflect on being, that can create disunity like prejudice. It absolutely blows up unity. Uh, racism. Gender bias. This week I did something with our team, uh, our staff we meet once a month. Overall, and I heard another pastor doing this, and I thought, "Wow, this is a very good practice." And what you do is, I brought all the staff in, and I go to at the end of our staff meeting. And I says, "Today, I'm going to put you over a whole different area that you've ever been over, and we're going to switch places." They're like, "I wanted to hear the response. I wanted to hear if, you know, if I was going to have to get my whiny little violin out." And I didn't, and they were totally in it. I said, I I don't remember how I did it because I was doing it so quick. It's like, hey, Topher, you're gonna be over all the baby nursery and Craig, and Nate, 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 you're gonna lead worship, and and Bob, you're gonna do this, and Peggy and Joe, you're gonna do this, and totally throw them all. Shelby, you're gonna do this, throw them everywhere. Why, Why would you do that, J.O.? I I did want to see their response. But I'm trying to drive home a point about loyalty and unity. Loyalty is nothing if it's just loyal to someone's face. But are you loyal? Are you unified in vision when it comes to maybe? Are you just excited and loyal and united because you're doing what you want to do? or are you loyal to the vision of the house? Are you loyal to the vision of the church? See, the vision of Heart of the City Church is way bigger than you, way bigger than me, way bigger than you, 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 or you. It's the vision of Heart of the City Church is the Great Commission. And in order to do that, that's what we have to be loyal to. That's what we have to be unified in. If we're going to, Jesus raised up twelve. The, 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 I call them the dirty dozen. Raised them up, poured into them. Why? So that this this great commission, this this mission, this vision could carry on. And you're here today because it's been carrying on generation after generation. We're only one generation away from it being wiped out. But it's the church's response that we walk in unity to make sure this great commi- I say great this great commission continues amen. amen so are you loyal to the vision are you loyal to one another or just loyal to the things that you desire to do I think we need to serve in all areas whatever however God would want to use us my wife coined a phrase out of the word community common unity And I tell you what, if we're going to reach our community, we have to have common unity with one another. God says a whole lot about unified and unity. And he says some pretty heavy things about it for people who don't want to walk in unity. Listen to this, Romans 16, 17 this morning. Now I urge you, brethren, listen to that, urge you. I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses, note them. Contrary to the doctrine which you've learned, and look, avoid them. Wow, pretty intense, huh? What's avoid mean? It means to shun. It means to turn away. So God knows the power. Of unity. He knows the importance of you and I walking uh, together. It's it's, it's, it's it's vital. Listen to Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy. How many of you want to walk worthy of the calling of God in your life? Amen. I do too. Walk worthy of the calling which you were called. Look what it says. With all lowliness and gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Look, endeavoring to keep the unity endeavoring to keep that endeavoring right there to it's to make an effort we're going to be intentional in this thing at heart of the city we're going to make an effort to walk in unity what if you're doing things right now you don't even mean to do them that would create disunity i think we should talk about that don't you so, so make endeavor, make an effort, be intentional. Endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Unity, the word unity means oneness. Would you just put your, your little pointer finger up right there? That's what unity means. It means oneness. Listen to this scripture. You're going to hear seven ones. Seven ones in this scripture, Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. It says this. There is one. Would you, would you go with me, church? You ready? You ready? You'll know what to do. You ready? Here we go. There is body and just as you have called into of your calling. One 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 baptism. One God. And Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. Seven ones right there. Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. And he himself gave some to be a, apostles. This is the fivefold ministry. If you're not uh, aware of the five-fold ministry operating in the church, five-fold ministry, it speaks of apostles and prophets and uh, some evangelists and some of, uh, pastors and teachers for what? For the equipping of the saints, the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Apostles. Prophets, evangelists, teachers, preachers. Look at that right there. But look what happens when they're unified. Just look at this. Stinking becomes a, a weapon. <laughs> because that's power. I'm, listen, it's powerful for us to be armed in dangerous lethal weapons against the yeah. kingdom of darkness. I'm not saying go out there and slug someone. I'm saying you get an apostle and a prophet and evangelist and a teacher. All five-fold ministry working together. Whoo, you better watch out. That's what we long for in the church. I I, I believe oneness. Listen to the scripture, Ephesians 4, 13. Till we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to perfect man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. David wrote Psalms 133, which I I read. It's, It's important. I love that because anointing, blessing, life forevermore comes from Unity. And then we read about Paul and Ephesians and what he talks about the power of unity, the fivefold ministry, one, 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 one. But listen to this what Jesus says about oneness and what he says about unity in a per- very powerful prayer in john 17 if you have that turn your bibles it's not going to be on the global sky bible up behind me it's going to be in the lap right there just right here in your hands right because you've got your bibles with you i know you do Look. psalm 17 20 through 23 i do not pray for these alone i'll give you just a minute because i hear the I hear the pages, John 17, 20 through 23. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who, look, will believe. That's beautiful. Jesus is all about the lost man. Will believe me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, and me, and I and you. That they also may be one in us. That, look, look, that the world may believe that you sent me. The power of oneness, the power of unity. The world looks upon our oneness and unity, and all of a sudden they know, they believe. Why? Because of our oneness. And the glory which you gave me, I've given them that they may be one. Just as we are one, I and them, and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you sent me, and I have loved them as you have loved me. There's power in the world to see a church that operates in unity. We're one with the Father. One body, one Lord, one God. I I spelled out the word vision today because my hope is, call it a seed, or that you would have a vision for unity at Heart of the City Church. It's not that we don't have unity. How many of you know that I eat, try to eat good every day every day? not because I'm sick now, right? I work out probably four or five days a week. It's for now, but it's also for the future. What's the word that you call that? Doing things now, huh? Proactive, another word. Preventative, yeah. So we want to be, I sometimes will preach a sermon, about, you know, as we grow and new people are coming, I, I, I wanna be on the upper. I, I, I want us to do things to prevent the enemy, because I know what the enemy, he, he wants to come in to steal, kill, and destroy. Just get in there and the little foxes spoil the vine. Are you with me? V I S I O N that you have a vision for unity. Heart of the City Church has a vision larger than anyone and that we must rally, I think, be committed to the vision, and that's called the Great Commission. Don't ever forget that, church. It's not the great suggestion. We refuse to make it the great omission. It's the Great Commission. It's what Jesus led, gave his disciples to do. That's what we do today. And it's bigger than you and I. It takes all of us in unity. There's jeepers creepers that I think that will kind of get in to try to take us out in order not to fill the Great Commission. First one is you instead of unity. If it's all about you, it's going to impact unity. Amen. It's about all of us walking in unity. It's not about any one you. It's your own thing instead of the team thing. How many you know it has to be the team thing? There, you, you've probably heard this before. There's no I and team, amen? It's uh, the name of God, his name of his kingdom, and it's not our name, but it's all about his name, amen? It's not about me building my kingdom or you building your kingdom, it's about us building his kingdom, amen? These are jeeper creepers that we have to really watch out because sometimes fears and insecurities will get in there to make us do some weird things individually to get a name for ourselves. Amen? You have to what? Think about the first king of Israel, King Solomon. I'm, I'm sorry, King Saul. King Saul was absolute, first king, should have done great exploits, total insecurities, fearful man. I mean, he makes a monument unto himself. How jacked up weird is that? It's not good enough that God made you the the king, the first king. Now you're going to make a monument unto yourself. He did so many things to bring disunity in the nation. And finally, God just comes and, man, I repented I ever even made you king. yanked it out and gave it to a man after his own heart. See, David wasn't perfect, but there was something about his whole heart serving God. Are you following me? Okay, so it's important that you and I be on unified levels in every arena, unified when it comes to reaching the lost. If you don't have a passion for the lost, stick around. I believe that's the main, we want to make it hard for people to go to hell in Coeur d'Alene and Kootenai County. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. I mean, that was his reputation. Who he hung out with. So that's who we are. Because why? Uh, Jiao, jail, uh, uh, jail, 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 Church, we came for him before. Just you know, we didn't have an emphasis on the lost. Welcome to Heart of the City Church. Why do you? Why is there such an emphasis? Because it's Jesus' emphasis. Each and every person in this room right here were born lost. And sometime you came to know Jesus Christ. And yeah, we want to build you up as a saint and cause you to be armed and dangerous and, and the family and marriages and all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to emphasize reaching the lost. Are you with me? we got to have a for, uh, an absolute unified front on that, on the Great Commission, unified at heart in the area of families and marriages and, and ministries. Everyone say Vision. V-I, integrity. Say that with me, integrity. What in the world does integrity have to do with unity? Everything. If we are a church, individuals who are full of integrity, it's going to change the world. It's better than that. I'm going to say that because let me let me give you one word of not integrity and the impact it has on unity you ready for one word one word you ready it's not to pick on anyone just go with me adultery you with me let god what god has put together let no man put asunder let no one tear it apart One of the the most beautiful uh, uh, examples of unity is a marriage. A man and a woman, God puts them together in unity. They become one flesh. It's a mystery. And then something of lacking integrity like adultery can come in just and just rip them apart, rip the family apart, rip their future apart. It's going to impact them for the rest of their life. Not that God doesn't restore. He does restore. I'm just saying, I'm giving you an example of the importance of you and I as a church walking in integrity. Are you with me on that? Are you feeling that? Okay. Let me give you some, some, you know, everyone has liberties, different liberties and And your liberties is unto the Lord. I have liberties and so forth and so on. But there are certain things in the Bible that's absolutely not liberties. It's called sin. Are you with me on that? Let me give you some stuff that absolutely will destroy unity. Here we go. Backbiting, lying, cheating, hypocrisy, whining, complaining, unfaithfulness, not keeping one's word. All these are sin and sin always destroys. Destroys unity. Sin hinders the work of the Holy Spirit. Sin confuses the word. Why should I go to that church if they're doing the same thing that I'm doing? Sin separates instead of bringing unification. But when there's integrity in a marriage, when there's integrity in your business, when there's integrity in your life and in your children, and they go, wow, they are different, man. You know, I can trust them with anything. It aspires unity are you with me today common unity listen to the definition of integrity i just pulled it out i wrote this sermon before i even to this point looked at the definition of integrity how many of you wives want your husbands to be men of integrity oh y'all should be up screaming and (laughs) shouting and going heck yeah how many of you men want your, your wives to be? Yes, how many of you want to do yes, How many of you want to do business yes. with businesses of integrity? Yes, sir. Have you ever walked into a business and you're like, "Huh."." Ah <laughs> huh. Hmm <laughs> uh. <laughs> You ever felt that before? Yes, I felt it. It's like, dude, I don't want shocks. I didn't come here for shocks. Why are you trying to sell me shocks? I don't care if they leak in a little bit. I don't care about whatever it may be. <laughs> not, so they may be trying to help you, but not all places it doesn't seem like they have my best interests. You know what I'm saying? I didn't mean to slam on anybody about shocks. I just think about one situation where I was like, dude, I don't think I'm going back there again. That just, that just was fishy. You know, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's for free today, integrity. The quality of being honest. Integrity. The quality of being honest, having strong principles, moral uprightness, the state of being whole and undivided. Listen to that. The state of being whole and undivided, the condition of being unified, unimpaired, or sound in construction. Integrity. Say that with me, integrity. V-I-S. I got to hit these quick. S. Sanctify. What sanctify me? That's an old school word we don't use a lot. God wants to consecrate us. God wants to change us. He wants us to walk in holiness. Listen to what John 17 said. Same area that he talks about oneness, he talks about sanctification, sanctify. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you send me into the word, I also send them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by truth. God wants to purify us. He wants to consecrate us. He wants us to walk holy, sanctified in all areas. And the number one way that he does that is through his word. I would would always exhort you and me. And everyone in this room, no matter what your age is, to be in God's word every day. Say that with me. Every day. every That is not just an old history book. It is a living word. It is something that God puts above his name. His own name el shaddai puts it above his his word man shall not live by bread alone but every word that how can a young man cleanse his way take and heed thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light come on the word Amen. i got to get over that because i could just preach on the word because it's so vital it's so important that the word but god uses other things to sanctify us he's you he uses your marriage Someone said I was out elk hunting with my friend and he's told me something that his counselor told him in pre-marriage counseling. He said, hey, marriage is not there to make you happy. It's there to make you holy. How many of you can bear witness to that? God will use marriage. Come on, God will use tribulations. He'll use sufferings. He'll use, he'll use anything. He'll use so many jobs and school and, and situations. Why? Because he wants to change us from the inside out so that we can become more like Jesus. Amen. Amen. You with me? He'll use sin. Here's the next one. Almost done. V-I-S-I. Here's a short one. Some people have an eye problem. You ever talk to him and it's all about I? Like I, 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 I. I encourage you to die to I. I Amen? Say that with me. Die to I. Die to I. I. God loves you. But he, he wants us to live for the greater good. It's not just about you. It's not just about I. Sometimes we need to remove that. Listen to the scripture. Now, Thomas called the twin one of the 12. Look, look. Was not with them when Jesus came. This is the guy Thomas, you remember doubting Thomas was not this is out of John chapter 20, 24 and 20, was not with them when they came when Jesus came. And the other disciples, therefore, said to him, "We have seen the Lord. This is what doubting Thomas said. So he said to them, "Unless I see His hands, the print of the nails, put my finger in his, the print of his nails and put my hands in his side, I will not believe." It's amazing that he wasn't with the disciples and how he responded and how it impacted all the other disciples. Get rid of the eye. Listen to the scripture out of Proverbs 27:2: "Let another man praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips." Can somebody say "I? I die to I? I. V-I-S-I-O-." Put your rocks underneath your seat for a minute. I don't want you throwing at me right now. You good? We good? There's something that can absolutely mess unity up, and that's opinions. How many of you know we all got opinions? I say our opinions should lean toward oneness. I'm not here to pick on anyone. I'm just saying something because I'm going to say a couple things, and there's a reason behind some of it, and, there's a, and sometimes there's no reason behind it, okay? What do you mean? You'll know in just a minute. Oneness. There's good opinions. There's bad opinions. There's right opinions. There's evil opinions. I say all of our opinions should lean toward, when it comes to our opinions, toward oneness. Amen? Let me give you an example. People's talked about music before. You know, why do you have songs up on the screen? Or people have talked to other people about, why don't you do hymns? So forth. I love hymns. I love hymns. We occasionally do hymns. Hymns was a lot of them were written in the 1700s, 1800s, powerful words, what have you. But I want to let you know today, church, look at me, look at me. We're going to do whatever we can do in order to reach the lost in our community. Sometimes Jesus addressed traditions. He addressed traditions. The traditions of man... Making the word of God of no effect. We have to be careful with all of our opinions. There's some people in here that have a problem with lights and with sounds. So the 909 service, we try to be careful with lights and sounds. But J.O., why lights and sound? Why do y'all do do it? We want to do anything we can in order to reach The And I'm not talking about doing something sinful. But what I am talking about is that we want to make a culture, a church, in order to reach the lost. Well, they'll come in, they can enter in, and maybe God would touch their life. Amen. Amen. We're going to do that, church. And you know what? I say, why do you say that, J.O.? How many of you know that God's creator? He's maker. Okay. How many know that he's the great I am? No, no, listen to me. He's the great I am. He's not the great I was. He's not the great has been. He's the great I am. He's right here in this moment, right now. God wants to do so. I hear about revivals of the past, and praise God—the the the, the revival, the uh, Usa Street revival, and the Welsh revival, and revivals in Kentucky, and the Awakening One, Two, Three, Four, and and all the revivals of the past. And jail, we used to sing songs like this. We used to pray like this. Our city groups were like this. Can I say something? God is doing something. The great I am is doing something right now in the now. He's doing something right now. He's the great I am right now. It's not just about, I was in a a, a church one time when I first got saved, and all they talked about was everything in the past. I'm like, I got so sick of that. Can I just say that? I just did. Because God wants to do something in this generation right now. He wants to bring revival right now in this generation right now. And we can't be like Lot's wife always looking over our shoulder at the natural. Come on. Our eyes and what we've experienced in the past and feeling our body can be one of the greatest distractions of what God wants to do right now in our generation and in our city. Amen. Right now. Listen to this The Scripture, do not remember the former things. Don't don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, uh oh. Now, uh oh. Now! Now, 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 now it shall. Spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make road in the wilderness, a river in the desert. Can somebody say now? now. Are you feeling me? Yep. We need to be in unity in those areas. Yeah. One voice, one front. Got to be careful with attitudes and the things we say. I'm not talking to those who are sensitive to, to noises and lights and those things. I'm talking about those who no matter what you do, they find something wrong. Amen? That doesn't create unity. It creates this unity. Last one, and I'm done. In, everyone say next. Vision speaks to the future. I'm concerned for the next. What do you mean the next? I'm concerned for the next soul. I'm concerned for the next family. I'm concerned for the next marriage. I'm also concerned for the lost now and people who are saved, absolutely. But God wants to do something, like I said, in the now. I'm concerned for the next. Not not always in the past, but what does he want to do right now? The next person next to you. Mekon using a, a crazy cool story uh, whenever we were at this leadership conference, Mekon Carter, he talked about boat. Uh, what are those little life preserver things that you throw out to save people's life? Are they called life preservers, the, the round things? That's exactly what they're called, right? Life saver. Pres- life saver. He, he gave a great example. Like, you you know, people are drowning all around you in sin and problems and and, you know, you give someone a life preserver. Hey, throw them a life preserver. They're like, no, you know, that's not, my, that's not my, my ministry. I don't throw life preservers. I greet people at the door. Well, people are drowning. Well, no, that's not my ministry. Um, I work with children in the youth program. That's not my ministry. I'm on the stage vessels. I don't throw life preservers. It's just not my ministry. Heart of the City Church. Every one of us is in the ministry of throwing life preserves. That is for every believer on the face of the earth. We're going to throw life preservers first. Why? Because we want to reach the next generation, the next person. There's too many deaths going on in our community for us not to be concerned for the next Let me close with this story. Several centuries ago, ancient China wanted to secure its borders from its northern invaders, They had an an ingenious plan. They built a great wall to protect the border. It was so thick that no one could knock it down. It was so long that no one could get around it. They posted soldiers at the different places. It was built wide enough on top of the chariots to, to patrol. If they heard of an attack at a distant location, they could easily get to it. They were up high, given their superior advantage over all the enemies. They knew that they had to protect the borders sufficiently against all enemies. But in the first hundred years of the Great Wall, of China. The nation was invaded three times. How? An enemy bribed the gatekeeper and entered into the land undetected. When we diminish the importance of unity in the body of Christ, we risked being invaded by the enemy. God has called us to divine unity. The unified fellowship is one of the most powerful tools of witness to a lost and dying world. If we don't protect it, strive for it, and do everything we can to promote it, we can open the gate. Listen, we can open the gate to the enemy. The enemy will attack our families, the church, causing ineffectiveness and destruction. Can someone say unity?